0: Here we go, Our rouge. Oh. Jesus, guys, I can't even tell you how orgasmic that corner is. I'm telling you. Oh. Peter. Wow. 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 Oh, guys and girls, I'm so pumped to be doing this one. This is Spa. This is Belgium Formula One track. Spa-Francorchamps, the god, the king of Formula One tracks. It is, without doubt, the greatest track in the world. Now that's what I thought. There's a lot of drivers that would agree with me, Formula One drivers, guys who were in the lower levels. Some guys would prefer other tracks, that's cool. But a lot of drivers feel the same way, but guys, it is, this isn't an emotional one for me. I actually won here in Formula Ford back in the day, so I've got good circuit knowledge, which is great. I know the most important corners, um, and I'm going to break it down for you here on the on the episode today. Spa Frankishamps. You're going to probably laugh, but it's like you're meeting God. And I'm not joking you. I, I, I can't. <sighs> Actually, I'm going to get emotional. I'm <laughs> talking about it. Jesus Christ. It is insanity how at peace you are around this track. It's like you go into a completely different world. You you, you almost black out. And I'm not really, I'm genuinely not joking with you here. I don't know if if every other driver felt the exact same way. But for me, my God, Spa-Francorchamps is just one hell of a ride. It's an experience, that's what it is It's not a track, it's a fucking experience It genuinely is And I can't wait to go on board We're going to go on board now and do an on on, on lap uh, Sorry, on board lap, excuse me And we're going to watch a pole lap From a few years ago And we're going to go through um, How the corners behave We're going to go through the track What the most important corner is on the track Because a lot of people will think it's one t- type of uh, corner But... I would go the other way, Uh, and it worked for me when I won there as well before, so I do know what I'm talking about when it comes to Spa, I've got good experience around that place. Okay, so guys, before we get into Spa, a lot to talk about today, by the way, a lot to talk about. We're going to get through quite a bit now, and um, well, we saw Hungary, Hungary last weekend, huh? Well, what a dominant, dominant performance by Red Bull. I mean, Verstappen's just streaks ahead of everybody else. Red Bull is just kicking ass and didn't they have 7 wins in a row I think that's what it is, we'll double check that now in a few minutes but 7 wins in a row, Uh, Verstappen again has another record under his his belt and Red Bull uh, they've done amazing things, I mean Christian Horner was even getting emotional there yesterday I think you know just these small little landmarks that you get to just summarises really where you go you know, it's Pure dominance. I mean he he what did he win the race by? He won by thirty-three seconds, lads. Come here. Thirty-three fucking seconds? That's huge. That's almost half a lap ahead. Of the guy in second, by the way. You know? Not the guy in last, of the guy in second. Which is a it's insane. It really is. The the lap time, one minute eight uh one minute sixteens, I think they were doing yesterday. So it's not Exactly halfway, but it's close enough, especially to the guy in second position, Lando Norris, McLaren Mercedes. A good result for them. They've definitely had some major progression here, lads. Like, come here, the their their upgrade here for uh for Silverstone. I mean, I was I was going on about Mercedes at the start of the year and. If you remember, I was saying in a few of my other episodes, I was saying, like, for Mercedes to get back to the top of the the lead here and start winning races, they would have had to come with the mother of all upgrades to end upgrades. Because, again, the Red Bull is so dominant that a a small little upgrade wouldn't have done the job. It just wouldn't have done the job. And it didn't. You know, it didn't. They're still struggling, Mercedes. Mercedes. They're not quick. They don't. Their overall balance isn't great. They're good at slow speed tracks, too mid speed, but they're struggling. So, you know, they, they've got to really up their game. Get some one hell of an up upgrade. But McLaren made the upgrade to almost end all upgrades. I mean, what an absolute leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. And. I was a bit concerned because I'm a McLaren fan. I, was, I used to love Ron Dennis. He, he was unbelievable for McLaren. He was the main guy. He's the legend himself. Ron Dennis was the team owner, the CEO, principal. You had Senna Prost hacking in. I mean, just to name but a few legends of the sport that have raced for McLaren over the years. So I've always been a McLaren fan. And they're not back to winning ways, but they're getting there. They're getting there, and I'm, I'm really happy to see that McLaren are, are doing well again. Now, they're not doing that well. They haven't won yet, so they still have got a mountain to climb. I mean, they've come one hell of a, hell of a leap and bound here in only just one fucking race. And I was concerned because I was, I was a bit concerned that, okay, they were going well at Silverstone, which is a high-speed track, very high-speed track. But will they have the pace for slow speed tracks? And, I mean, it was beautiful because you went from Silverstone High Speed straight to the next round was Hungary, which is a slow to medium speed track. And I'm even being generous, really, when I say medium, because it it really is. It's a slow track. Slow speed. There's one or two corners that, that are, you know, they're quick enough. But overall, you have to say it's a slow speed track. So the thing is, would they have had the pace to match? Will the car be balanced enough? If they've got a good balance, that means it would go well at slow speed tracks. And... Guess what happened? They went well. So delighted to see that now. They must have slept very, very well on the Sunday night after the race. I, I'm i sure they would have. Because that definitely would have. And I can tell you now, guys, knowing as teams and knowing the way that the mentality of it, the teams would have been thinking about that. Fuck, guys. Okay, we've done well here. Pleased to see that. Will we have the legs for the slow speed tracks? So I think going forward for McLaren... They know that when they get to places like Malaysia, uh, sorry, not Malaysia, uh, Singapore, (coughs) excuse me, and other tracks, they're going to be up there. They should, unless everybody else does a major upgrade till then, and they lose pace, but it's looking good for them. It's just great to see. It really is, guys. Fucking fantastic to see. Perez finishes third. Well, yeah. They gave him the car this weekend. That's what they did, guys. That's what they did. Now, hopefully Perez has got all his mistakes out of his system. He has made some mistakes. And I have been saying that, yes, he's been slowed down by the team. And he has been slowed down by the team. Make no mistake about it. Mark my words. He's been slowed down by the team. Now, he has made some mistakes as well. So, both haven't helped him. Hamilton in fourth. I mean, the guy must have been killing himself. With that start there a the few days ago at Hungary, he was on pole and then all of a sudden, bang. I mean, wh- where did he end up? I think, did he even end up in fourth on the first lap as far as memory serves me now? I think he did. I mean, what a disaster. He must have been kicking himself. However, he wouldn't have had the legs for Verstappen, though. He really wouldn't have. All Verstappen would have had to do is, if Hamilton did make a good start, he would have just sat right under Hamilton's wing, waited for one or two laps, waited for the DRS to come to be active... And take your time, have a cup of tea almost, and then overtake him at the end of the straight. Job done. And he would have won it anyway. So I honestly don't think Hamilton would have been able to do much. He may have been able to fend off uh, Norris and Perez, maybe. And he may maybe could have got on the podium. But I definitely think he would have struggled to, uh, to, to, to win that race. No doubt about it. Piastri and McLaren, he was obviously not very happy yesterday. But look. There's some progression here, okay? Um, He's doing all right. He's doing okay. Obviously, I like his attitude. I don't think this guy's going to be happy until he wins. I fucking love that attitude. Get stuck in, man. Don't be settling for seconds and thirds. And at the end of the day, he's with McLaren, a race championship winning team for decades they've been around. So hopefully, anyway, he's going to be be pushing now for, for a couple of race wins at the end of the year. Okay, so that was Hungary. We're going to move it on. We'll just cover the top five today. Now, before we just completely go into it, we have the championship standings going into Spa here. So, as we see, Verstappen's on 281, Perez on 171. I mean, the guy's got a 110-point lead. He could literally sit at home for the next four races and still be in the lead with a 10-point lead. And that's if Perez actually won the next four. Can anybody bring the fight to Verstappen at Spa this weekend? Can they do it? He's looking damn good here, Verstappen. He's looking damn good here. And I think that car is going to be so bloody quick around this track. It's going to be insane. Uh, Perez on 171. Alonso on 139. So, he's struggling. And he's been, I think, did he finish 9th and 10th? Aston Martin yesterday. Uh, I'd have to just double-check that now. But, guys, they're really struggling. And you know, they were there and thereabouts at the start of the year. Can Alonso do anything at Spa? I don't think he's going to be able to. I think, like I was saying before, and his car is good. It's suited well for slow to medium speed tracks. High speed tracks, he's struggling. And Spa is a very high speed track. And it's all about, which we're going to go through the track now in a few minutes. But it's all about carrying the speed in. You've got to carry monster speed into each corner even when i was racing formal Ford and i won there i had to carry a lot of speed going through those bends and we're going to show you there now in two seconds and um, but i just don't think he's got the legs for this i really don't aston martin i think they're going to struggle so anyway um okay let's have a look at the track guys i'm just going to split the screen with here you know right i'm going to show you the track and i'm going to go through some of them so what we're going to do right here we're going to split the screen and then we're going to uh, let me just make sure I got the right one here we go so you can see here guys this is the track we're gonna go through this now discuss what corners they really need to be to be looking at to, to gain a little bit of tr- track time here and then we're gonna go on board on a, on a video and we're gonna watch it watch the car go through okay so you can see here guys that number one this is the source the main uh, the number one Sorry, the main number one. The the first corner here. Now, this is really from eighth gear down, seventh gear down to second. Now, I doubt anybody's going to be taking first gear through here, uh, the way their gearing is set up. Probably second. It's quite important to get out of Lasaurus very, very well, because you've got the big, long, straight downhill. And downhill, you're gaining momentum. You're getting the speed up. And then you go through Orooge, which is just the most orgasmic corner I've ever driven through. Now guys if you're watching me on YouTube, if you see the way I am, right? Like to explain how steep O'Rouge is. This is the only way I can explain it. And by the way, you can't see it on video or our photos. It just does not do it any justice. How steep O'Rouge is, right? If you're watching me on YouTube now you're seeing me, let's say that's the let's say that's a track flat level, right? No steep uphill downhill. It's just flat. Or Rouge is like that, and I'm not joking you, it's that much gradient, I'd love to try and find you something, and maybe I'm going to try and look into that more as I go here, uh, where I can try and give you an idea of the gradient, the, the gradient levels, um, because it is an easy corner for Formula 1 drivers, the downforce, the speed, the grip levels, uh, for Formula Ford when I was racing there, it was quite easy too, it, for us it was just a tiny little lift going in, depending on how your setup was, and then you just put the, foot, put the boot down, go through a rouge, and then you've got this big, long straight up the back and carry the speed up. So it's very, very important to just keep it nice and smooth through a rouge. It's no, it's no problem for the Formula One drivers, believe me, guys. But um, it is important, though, to get out of the source, get the speed up, carry the speed all the way down that straight, go through just nice and smooth through a rouge and all the way up that long straight down the back. Now, if you see here, we've got number seven here, the tra- uh, corner number seven, LeCombe. Now, this is quite important too. This they'll come from about eighth gear down to fourth for this. Now, again, depending on their gearing, but probably fourth. And it's really now quick on the brakes, fast, and it looks quite sharp this corner, but it's actually it's not. It it, it actually opens up quite a bit for you going through. So. Can be a bit deceiving on camera, I think, really, on video. Um even if you were driving it now, like the first time you, you you go through it, it's like holy shit, looks tight enough. But the track or the corner does open up for you quite a bit. So they'll come from eighth to fourth, they'll keep the speed up, they'll try once they go through the right under here, they're gonna try and keep it over a little bit to the right, and then up onto the curb onto eight. Keep the car over then over to the left for number nine Malmody. Because then, you, if you get the cor- if you get the the line right through here, and you keep the momentum, keep the speed, you can probably just get on the curb in Malmedy and just put the shoe down downhill into Rivage. Now, Rivage, long sweeping corner. They'll pr- probably go from let's see. So if they're going here fourth, they'll probably get up to sixth between nine and ten between Malmedy and Ravage. back down to third. I think really that's probably the. Probably the, the fair geared going through here. Fourth gear, if they've got good speed if they've got good grip levels, well, maybe fourth, but probably third. And ravage is downhill right and it just goes on and on like it, this, this photo doesn't do it actually justice. It's, it actually seems a lot lo, much of a longer corner when you're taking it when you're driving it than it looks on the camera here. Now you get out of ravage. You go up, let's say, from third up to fifth. They should be holding fifth going through turn 11. And for me, guys, when I won here years ago, and I still think it's the the most important corner, turn 11. Some people go, really? You think so? Here's the thing. Turn 11 is a downhill left-hander. Now, what happens here is once you go through turn 11, if you take a good... Line through. If you get a good run through eleven, you're going downhill once you ape uh, once you get to the exit of the corner, and you're going downhill all the way down. You have to, you've got to carry the speed down, and then you're going to Puhan, which is number twelve. Now you've probably seen this on onboard. This is very very fast left-hander. They'll probably do just a little lift. Okay, in seventh, I would say, depending on their gearing right now, but probably seventh and they'll carry the speed from 11 to 12 all the way up to 7th i don't think they're going to go from 8th because you'll actually you kill your momentum if you had to change down gear going into puhan so you got to just get up to 7th probably hit the rev limiter if you hit the rev limiter just before you break even better and i mean just before you break okay or you're just about to hit the rev limiter so you got to really carry the speed in here you're going through in 7th little lift very slight little lift, depending on their grip now, of course, but we'll see on the video. And just floor it once you actually start turning in. Keep it inside, keep to the apex, keep to the apex. Let it run wide out to the right. And then you come up to fan. And you're down from probably eighth to fifth. This is quite a quick, quick, quick part of the track. So it's a quick right in fifth gear, up onto the curb, up onto the curb, and the left-hander 14. And then you're into Stavelot 1 and 2. Now, these are obviously very important corners too because you've got the big, long straight all the way up to the bus stop chicane. However, you see, some people would actually argue with me that some people would say, and I've heard this before, that La Source, turn 1, is the most important corner on the track because you're coming out of there at a slow speed. You've got to keep the speed up and you've got Aurouge all the way up the back and you have to carry the speed up. Some might say that. And you know what? It's a fair point. Then you've got other people saying that stavelo 1 R 2, probably 2, would be the most important part. Because if you get a good run out of Stavelo 2, you keep the momentum and you carry that speed all the way up this long straight all the way up to the bus stop. All right? So, really, people would focus in on getting to a top speed, the highest speed possible, at the end of those two straights. Now, both very fair points. But really, guys... I don't, bel- I don't agree with it either. I think you've got to go one fucking better. And this is where I, where, when I was racing there, and this is where I actually really focused on turn 11. Because if you're anyway half decent as a racing driver, you should be carrying the speed coming out of Lasaurus. You should be carrying the momentum through Eau Rouge and all the way up the back straight. Like, that's our job and the same for stavelo one and two you should be carrying the speed out of stavelo two all the way up the main straight to the bus stop and getting the highest speed you can like that's our fucking job so i don't think that's the most important part that should be basic enough right turn 11 for me is the most important because you can easily overshoot the apex a little bit going like if you carry that little bit too much speed going into this bend you can actually overshoot the apex so i mean it really is a fine art because it's a downhill corner as well a left-hander now if you get the apex beautifully and you carry that speed you're carrying the speed all the way downhill into Puhan. and number 12 it's not a big challenge for the drivers because most of them are doing the same thing anyway a little lift if they're struggling with grip little lift and then back on the shoe again so You've got to carry all that speed out of 11 into Puhan. and then that translates into 13, 14, 15, and 16. And then therefore, what do you have? The big long straight down the back to the bus stop. So for me, 11 is crucial, it is key. Now, let's go on board and let's see what we're at. Now, let me just double check and make sure everything's set up here. I think we do, yep, okay. So we're gonna go on board here now, guys. We're gonna go on for one full lap. Now let's see what they do. Now we got Charles Leclerc. He's gonna get up to seventh going into the bus stop. Now he's down five gears in second gear. He wants to be smooth out of here. Here we go, Our Rouge. Oh Jesus guys, I can't even tell you how orgasmic that corner is. I'm telling you. Oh. That curb, get on that curb, he just overshadowed. Get on that curb. Yeah, he touched the curb. Shoe down, shoe down, that's it, here we go. Now, down into third. See the way it's a long, sweeping corner, guys? You see what I was on about there? Now, here we go, the most important corner. Now, actually, I'm going to go back one second. Did you see he actually overshot the corner a wee little bit? Now, guys, this is his pole lap. And he still overshot the corner just that little bit. And I can understand. I actually, you know, when I was practicing in, in Belgium, trying to get up to speed and get get the car into a perfect setup. I struggled, right? because you're you're trying to carry too much speed into the bend and all of a sudden and you like you get that feeling of you feel you can carry a lot of speed into the bend and all of a sudden the, the corner goes, uh-uh, no no no. <laughs> so let's just show you again here, right? Now yeah, let's go back. Okay. I'm gonna pause it here. Here you go. See? Now, it's ever so slightly, but you can see here, look, he's just missed the apex a little bit. So again, it's not a huge mistake he's made, because he's still got it on pole, but he, he definitely lost it just a little bit there now. Now, he's going downhill now, guys, okay? Before I start, I am dropped you here. This is crucial get out of turn 11 get downhill and guys you you've no idea how steep this part of the track is here he's got to make all that momentum work for him here downhill into puja he has a little lift little lift from eighth to fifth now some might actually Say that it doesn't sound like he did lift, he might have just scrubbed off speed. It sounded to me he actually lifted off just ever so slightly, or what he did was he backed off just a touch and kept it at that, and then back on again. <coughs> Excuse me, okay, here we go. There we go, into Stavlo 1, keep the speed up on the curb. Stavlo 2, get to the apex nice and smooth, let the car drift out very nicely, and very nicely done, should I say. See, this is a long straight, guys. Tiny little bit of a scrub. Down into second for here. Oh, missed that apex ever so slightly. He actually lost a tiny bit of time going through there. And that's his pole lap. So, guys, that is the pole. It's all about getting out of turn 11. You gotta get out of turn 11. Uh, because that's the key. It really is. It truly, really is. Um, but, go, going through a rouge. I'm telling you, lads. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. So, any more news? There's no more news really just as yet, guys. I mean, it's great that we got back-to-back uh, races now from Hungary. One week later, into Spa. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Okay, prediction time. Well, Jesus Christ. I'm going to keep going with the predictions this year. You know what? It's a bit of fun. Uh, I'm not getting, I'm not even getting half of them fucking right, Jesus! But let's go, let's go for it anyway. This weekend, I think Verstappen's going to take it. I would normally say Ferrari should be good around here, and normally they have been very good at the last few years. For some reason, I don't have confidence in them here, lads. Come here, like they're they, they've lost something here. I don't know what's going on. They've really lost some momentum. I just, I don't have the confidence that they're going to be up there this weekend. I hope I'm wrong. I'm a big Ferrari fan. I really do hope I'm wrong. Um, I think Verstappen's going to take the win again. I think he's he's going to stick it on pole. I don't think McLaren have the juice for him, like at Silverstone. Silverstone is high speed. Spa's the same. Okay. Um, you could argue with me that it's medium speed to high speed, but y- you're looking at medium to high speed, all right? I mean, I would I would categorise it as high speed, to be honest. Um, except for the two, the bus stop chicane and Lasorus number one, but apart from that, it's high speed, and it's all about carrying the speed in. That Verstappen's car, that car has is like on rails. It's unbelievable. I think he's going to be very, very dominant this weekend. Perez. Will they give him the equipment this weekend? If they do, I could see him getting second. Now, maybe they'll give him a bit of equipment. Maybe. But I think they'll want a bit of momentum with Verstappen going into the holiday because they've got a bit of a break, don't they? Let me just double-check that now. They have a bit of a break now uh, after Spa. I just want to double-check it here now, guys. I just don't want to be wrong on this. Uh, Let's see. Not showing it now. Come on. Yeah, that's right. So, this weekend is Spa, and then August 25th, 27th is Holland. Verstappen's home track. So, yeah, it's going to be... I think you're going to have Verstappen taking the win. You'll have Perez. I'm going to go Perez in second. And, you know what? I'll go with Norris in third. Or maybe even Piastri. Now, Norris is definitely their number one boy. So, I think they might want to just you know st- i suppose in one way stick to what they have stick to what they know so they have naris in number 1 so hey don't don't change anything that's not broken sort of attitude you know what i mean just keep your focus on naris let's just keep piastri in the game too which they are and piastri's doing very 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 well so it's good to see so i think uh, yeah i'm going to go with verstappen for the win perez second naris in third yeah so guys i'll be back on sunday night with a lot more We'll do a reaction and uh, speak to you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Peter.